0: At Giant Eagle, you may have spotted The Stacker. With uncanny MyPerks ability, she stacks up the perks to choose either dollars off or up to 20% off her entire grocery bill. The Stacker, stacking up huge savings with MyPerks. Find your MyPersonality and transform your shopping into free gas and groceries. Full details at GiantEagle.com MyPerks. Perks cannot be earned or redeemed on select items. Restrictions apply. Welcome to
2: Green and Growing Thank you so much for tuning in on a beautiful Saturday morning I'm your host Ashley Frasca And the second hour is when we get into Celebrity Gardener You never know who I'm going to find It could be a Georgia or Atlanta athlete, musician, politician Personality that I want you to hear from Because all of us garden All of us are in nature just in different ways I reached out to a former co-worker And friend of mine And I'm so glad to have her back on the radio Melissa Carter Who was co-host of three successful Morning shows three different radio stations here in Atlanta over the course of Melissa. I'm I'm not making you sound old, but over three decades, or should we just stick with That's
0: two? Correct. It's okay. I'm proud of my age. It's okay. Yes. Yeah. So in the course of about three decades, I was able to do that.
2: Welcome back
0: on the air. How have you been? I've been great I mean, this is a unique situation we're in right now But uh, but yeah, everything is good And I'm working in the private sector And I'm advising people on how to do radio So I still get to play with radio a little bit And I have my five-year-old son And life
2: is great I am just so thankful for having this show as a platform And the show is still new This is show 11 But having this show as a platform To hopefully inspire and encourage people And kind of give them a safe space You know, even if they didn't know anything about gardening before By golly, this is a great time, you've got the time, and I'm trying to give you the tools And the knowledge to get out there and be a little more confident you know, in the things you do Outside, so I wanted to start with that, with Mr. Carter, your five-year-old son What are you guys doing to stay busy? Funny
0: thing is, you know, you pay more attention, I think, now to how much you are spending Outdoors, Mm -hmm. because I think for us as parents, his other parent and I, um, we you know when he's at school you assume he's getting recess time and you you take him out you know to he does little league and he does all those things but when now you're in the self isolation that you realize oh the whole of the responsibility is on me to make sure he gets that outdoor time so because we're homeschooling and he's only in pre-k but there's still a curriculum we homeschool that I make sure that he gets what I call a field trip every day oh fine. And so we we make sure we go outside and we don't go anywhere, but we go around. I live in a townhome community, so we walk the sidewalks and walk around and make sure we have our social distancing if we see a neighbor. But, (laughs) you know, one of those things that we did during homeschool was I decided that I was going to get a set of rainbow little pots, and I got potting soil, and I learned, and Ashley, you can tell me if I'm wrong, (laughs) but I I learned that black-eyed Susans are natural deterrents to mosquitoes. Okay, so mosquitoes don't bother me very much, but they certainly bother him. So I thought, oh, this is great. We'll have black-eyed Susans on our porch. Should be an easy flower to grow. And so that's exactly what I did as part of the homeschool. One of our projects is a gardening project, and that is to have the pots outside. I had him get his hands dirty. He put the soil in there. He put the seeds in there. He watered it. And the way I presented it so it didn't seem boring to a five-year-old was that we're going to have a race. And And all the pots are different colors. So it's like, well, who's going to win the race? And in his view, it's not when the green leaves come up, it's going to be when the flowers actually bloom, it's when the race ends. And so now every day he's excited to go out and see how the flowers are doing.
2: And the amazing responsibility of taking care of something living, like you need to water it, you need to make sure it gets the sunshine, that makes them feel, I think, so responsible and so grown up, does it not?
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. And I love the interest in it. And I want you know, and it's one of those things as a kid, at least I remember it's more about example than it was me actually doing something, maybe seeing my parents get into something that influenced me to get into something. And so hopefully it will it will allow him the ability to find gardening as something that's fun, not something that's boring. And you know, one of the other things we did, I don't know if you remember, gosh, last week when the nights got cold, there was a couple of cold nights. Right. So My sister lives in Nashville, and she is a green thumb, and she's gardens. My father was a big gardener. So she was the one that said, hey, don't forget, it's going to get cold tonight. You may want to bring those flowers in. Mm. And so I brought them in, and I put them near a window, explained that whole thing to them. But Ashley, when I did that and took them back out when it got warm again, I inadvertently allowed a bee in the house. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) So if you really want to, I don't know spark the fears in a, in a young child, let a bee come in the house. and it ended up going into my bedroom oh, because no. there's these huge windows. So I try to explain to my son it's okay because the bee's just trying to get back outside. I could, for the life of me, couldn't get that bee back outside. And so <laughs> thankful that it was to- a
2: bee and not a <laughs> snake. We've actually had callers to the show who are terrified of large potted plants that have left are left outside because of snakes. And I think I would just <sighs> lose my mind oh, <laughs> if I saw a I snake do. in a potted plant. Look, yeah.
0: <laughs> look, I know we're in self isolation, but I would I would go to yeah I would find somebody that's been. Isolated as long as I have and just move in with them And I would just that's <laughs> and never, I
2: did. Don't even turn back <laughs> Just nope, keep going nope forward <laughs> So Mr. Carter is kind of the age That I had in mind, Melissa, when I did This project a few weeks ago Maybe 5 to 10 years old Getting kids and their parents outside And involved in starting some garden Projects and things, and so I'm happy to share And I know I was able to tell, <laughs> tell you about This offline, but Green and Growing WSB is my Facebook page And there I share that scavenger hunt And it's just 10 items that you do with the children Maybe meant to take an hour, maybe less And there's a contest on there If you have multiple children They can kind of compete against each other And then there's an activity to bring back inside And do online So I would love your feedback As a very engaged parent of a curious young boy How the scavenger hunt works for you and your family
0: I'm so glad that you put that together because at this point for anybody who's a parent, especially of a young child, that is going to be a lifesaver to be able to do that because I think that, you know, thanks to the teachers out there who are given the curriculums and still doing their job, and it's very much appreciated. And and a shout-out to the homeschool parents who have always homeschooled who understand how to do this well and effectively. But for those of us who are learning that skill very abruptly you know, ideas like that are fantastic. So I, yes, I look forward to doing it. I encourage anybody else of children of whatever age to do that as well, because it's something to consume time, to give you content to give the kid, and also to teach them about gardening, which is
2: be a lifelong passion Melissa, so I remember back years ago When I visited you at your home in Roswell You've, you've moved since then But it was like October It was in the fall, I remember And one of the first <laughs> things we did together When I got to your home You know, you showed me around But we were in your backyard Do you remember that? And here we were yeah. I wasn't even hosting a garden show I was working with Walter every Saturday at that time But just looking at this backyard Is this blank palette And you were like Well, here's my hopes and dreams Here's what I want to do What do you think about all this? How did all that work out?
0: <laughs> well, um, they stayed hopes and dreams No, oh. it's fine No, i no, I moved uh, So when I was in Roswell The home was available But the lot next to it was also available mm-hmm. So I purposely bought both So that I had that naked wood behind the house. So what Ash is talking about is I had a a half acre lot behind my house that I didn't touch. So it was all the trees and it was all the natural, you know, wildflowers and everything out there. My favorite part of it was the birds. So I would go out and relax by just listening because it was so dense, densely populated with all kinds of birds. There were bats back there. It was, and it was the middle of Roswell, middle of this, you know, thriving neighborhood, it was like a being in the woods in the middle of the city So I do miss it I didn't touch it because I just never could I never could change that natural landscape For humans to be taken out of our world Is allowing nature to bounce back you And know I think what's that we should funny. really pay attention to that
2: You have a, a scientific brain, I know And I heard this story um, on Atlanta's Morning News Earlier this week here on the station Seismologists who usually... Measure the shakes in the earth and all of that They say that there is so so many less vibrations Rippling through the earth's crust Because of the lack of human activity Yeah, what does that say about you know what, what this is doing for our planet Maybe healing it over just a little bit
0: I think that we forget, again That we are part of nature We are not in control of nature We're not the masters of nature I mean, gardening can show you that We're you know, we have to wait for, for nature to satisfy us with planting and gardening and harvesting. But, I, you know, another story, actually, that I also heard this week was it was in Oregon on the Oregon coast. and I can't remember what the marine wildlife was, but it's the type of wildlife that has to come to the beach to lay eggs. And it was talking about how their population is going to grow because more were able to come onshore to lay their eggs because humans are not there. I certainly don't want to glorify a virus or anything like that, but I do think that it's also part of nature. We have to take responsibility for the fact there's more humans on the planet than ever before, and we have to maintain that balance with nature. I certainly want lives to be saved, but at the same time, how does that affect the world around us, and how can we make it better? And learning
2: from that, I totally agree, and, you know, kind of Putting a funny spin on that, Melissa You and I are pretty active on social media And you've for sure seen the memes Of mosquitoes, the cartoons of mosquitoes All coming out (laughs) from their winter rest And the meme says something like Where did all the humans go? (laughs)
0: Well, and the one I saw Was side-by-side panels And one was of us looking at a zoo At animals inside a cage And then now it's the animals coming out and looking at us in the glass in our homes where we can't get out, but they get to roam the street
2: Isn't that something? And Georgia (laughs) Aquarium, like letting the penguins out And letting the Atlanta Humane Society let at a separate time, of course Let some puppies into the Georgia Aquarium to look at all the underwater species through the glass How cute is that? The great thing is nature's coming out to
0: play Well, we have to stay and protect ourselves
2: I love your perspective, Melissa, that we have, in this conversation, turned something that is seen by so many as a negative into a positive In hopes and knowing that there is a light at the end of this tunnel But really putting a positive spin on this and the beneficial things that us staying at home is doing for so many other things just beyond us human beings
0: Well, one last thought I have a a sign, like a a little one of those little wooden signs and i purchased it because my mother who is 90 and bless her heart millie pete we all love her but she is in a decline and it was one of my visits with her when i realized that my mother's life is limited and it says no bad days one of the things that can remind you that there are no bad days regardless of what you're going through just look outside the trees are still there the birds are still chirping the animals are still playing Like there's no, it, Every day contains something that's good Within it, even during this And it's available to everyone All of the things you just mentioned
2: are free So there's no need to fret We're going to get through this, yes Melissa, you have been such an inspiring guest on the show today Thank you for taking the time to join me And come back on Atlanta Radio And let everybody hear how you're doing oh, We've missed you
0: well, So glad to be here on WSB And so glad to be with you Because you know how much I love you And I'm so proud of you on this show And Congratulations,
2: and thank you for having me on. Oh, I miss Melissa so much. Well, coming up on Green and Growing, I want you to stay tuned. We're going to listen to uh, Jay Black, WSB Sports Director, with a little bit of history about Augusta National. Many of you were missing the Masters Tournament this weekend, so we'll be back. You're listening to 95.5 WSB.
1: Self-isolation never sounded so good. Listen to Atlanta's news and talk while you're at home on the WSB radio app or tell your smart speaker Play 95.5 WSB.
2: Welcome back to Green and Growing on 95.5 WSB Want to give you a weather update brought to you by Finley Roofing Sunshine today, get out there and enjoy your Easter celebrations today High of around 70, lows in the low 50s tomorrow Periods of rain are likely, you've got a severe thunderstorm chance Damaging wind, hail, tornadoes can't be ruled out across some spots of metro Atlanta So be weather aware tomorrow, 100% chance of rain with highs in the 70s Many of the guests I've had here on Green and Growing in the last few weeks and that you'll hear in the future have been on the phone because of we're, we're sheltering in place. But Jay Black, my co-worker, working here in the building with me. Six feet away. That's way, right. A healthy, healthy distance. Hey, thanks for coming in, Jay. You know what kind of bums me out? I'm, I'm happy to have you here.
3: I didn't want to be here.
2: Well, I, I was going to say I'm sad that you are not at Augusta National. This is Masters Week.
3: We have bigger fish to fry, but uh, yes, this would have been the third round of the Masters today. And... There is no better place in the state than Augusta National Mm -hmm. in the spring. And I only know of two people that can make azaleas bloom on command. That's the big guy upstairs and the people that run Augusta National.
2: You are absolutely right about that. Of course, all of us growing up in the South, that is what Augusta National and the Masters is known for, the iconic azaleas. But you broke the news earlier in the week, and thank goodness for the folks holding on to those very sought-after, coveted passes, it has been rescheduled.
3: The target dates are November 12th through the 15th, so we're going to try to get this thing in, and hopefully, if we can't get back to normal by November, we got a lot bigger problems than golf, but it will be... A totally different experience for golf fans because there are only a handful of people, members and guests, that have been lucky enough to see Augusta National in the fall. So we won't get to see the flowers in bloom, but we may get to see a totally different look with fall colors painting Augusta National. And the course will be slightly different. It may not quite be what we're used to, but it should be. They grow Bermuda in the summer there. But they usually overseed it with the rye That we're, we're typical with in the spring That usually mm-hmm. comes in to full uh, full Bloom by November so From what I've heard from people who've played there in November The fairways and the greens won't be Very much different than what we're used to in April
2: And what I didn't realize about Augusta National until this week was The course closes for months yes. At a time so November is Going to be rare for folks to see it At that time of yeah, year. Yeah
3: it, uh, it is closed For the summer that's the time because the It's just so hot and mm-hmm. the course bakes out because they want to make that thing perfect for April but they have to put everything in place in the summer and that's also when they do their construction and redo things so but it opens back up in October so and they can do anything they want there so it'll be perfectly ready to go for November
2: and how many years now have you been fortunate enough to work the Masters tournament Uh,
3: this will be number eight when uh, when we go and uh, to me it's it's just I mean it is it if you ever get a chance you have to take it. You had a chance and mm-hmm. took it. Unfortunately, it was only for about fifteen minutes because oh, it the rained. Rain.
2: Yeah, and but, it was uh, the practice rounds, but still, yes. I mean, nevertheless, me being a horticulture nerd, I, that's all I was paying attention to.
3: But there's a reason, as a horticulture nerd, you got to see all that because the property was actually a nursery. Oh. In the 1850s, a Belgian by the name of Baron Louis Berkman's bought the property, and turned it into. It was already Fruitland's Orchard. He turned it into Fruitland's Nursery, and him and his son actually were the leading horticulturists in the state. In 1867, his son, Prosper, actually started the georgia state horticulture society when bobby jones bought the golf course or bought the land in 1931 for only seventy thousand dollars he actually brought prosper back on to help with the beautification committee so he's the reason why a lot of the flowers and plants are in the positions that they are around the golf course some were already there they'd already put them there there's more than eighty thousand plants of 350 varieties Some of those pine trees are 150 years old. Magnolia Lane was actually planted in the 1850s. The clubhouse was the first concrete structure for a home in the state in the south in the mid-1850s. So... They are, that There is a reason why that place is so beautiful Because it was built to be that way
2: Jay, thank you so much for bringing that history Of the Masters yeah. and it, 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 is really, it is really
3: fascinating how Fruitland's Nursery Kind of evolved into what we have now
2: Absolutely Well, I know you missed the sights and the sounds And a lot of other folks are this weekend too We're stuck at home, it's rainy but nevertheless, thank you for that And I look forward to seeing pictures in November
3: Seven months, we have right. to wait But it'll be worth it?
2: Thank you so much, Jay Now coming up, stay tuned to Green and Growing Here on 95.5 My friend Joe Lample joins us And he's going to help me answer all of your lawn and garden And even vegetable garden and composting questions Feel free to call 404 750 We'll be back right after this
0: Growing with Ashley Frasca
1: Plants, flowers, trees and stuff Brought to you by Pike Nurseries
0: On 95.5 WSB Hey
2: everybody, good morning 7.36, it's about 43 degrees outside It's pretty chilly Welcome to a new Saturday morning You're listening to Green and Growing Here on 95.5 WSB Ashley Frasca with you for the next hour and a half Lots of great garden questions And azalea seems to be The hot topic of the morning So you can call about anything though 404-872-0750 And I'm so glad I was able to have that conversation With sports director Jay Black Of course, you think of the Masters Tournament You think of Azaleas You think of Augusta National So everything looks beautiful outside right now This is the best time of year For the showy Azaleas Love being in the South for that very reason This time of year Well, as I have promised Throughout the show this morning, I'm joined by a good friend on the phone. It stinks to not have him in the studio with me, but practicing social distancing, kind of uh, setting up the fortress that is WSB radio and TV right now. Joe Lample, welcome back to the show.
1: Hey, Ashley, it's good to be back. It's a little odd to not see your smiling face in the morning. I mean, gosh, this early in the morning, it's always nice to walk into the studio and there you are just, you know, perky and smiling and happy. And I hear it in your voice. I just don't get to see it in your face. Oh,
2: I know. And I miss seeing you too, but I have been watching you online. So never fear. I've had my fix of Joe. You have been so helpful I mean so many of your videos Your YouTube channel Joe Gardner TV My God Any any issue that I've had Even talking to a friend On the phone yeah. in New Mexico She had like, questions for me She's teaching her little girl Who's three Composting and things like that I was like I got a video I want you to watch And so She watched one video of yours And then just went down The rabbit hole And this uh, is no. one. This is what I hadn't seen But she said that now Isabel refers to you As like The drunken compost guy Because did, did you do <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: I, I can explain Is is there a video about like I, I don't know where she got that drunken compost But maybe you're talking about beer Or where would she have gotten that Like you weren't drunk But some ingredients in the compost Do I have that right at all? I didn't see that video
1: It, it could be all in, all of the above, actually. But the one that comes to <laughs> mind when you say that Is I did this compost diving video Where we did a show for Growing a Greener World One year in Seattle There was a commercial composting factory And they they made literally mountains of compost every day. And you know how I am about compost. It's like my favorite thing in the world. Yeah. yeah, So at the end of that shoot that day, I was so excited to be over with it. And I just couldn't resist it. And I just looked at my cameraman and I said, he didn't know what I was getting ready to do. But I said, just follow me with the camera. And I got a running start and I literally dove into a mountain of compost (laughs) there. Face first. I did a face plant into this mountain of compost and it just poured on top of me because it was compost being made in the process of, you know, building the mountain. So I had to look drunk, you know, to to do something that crazy, but I wasn't at all. I was totally sober and high on compost but um if you i guess it maybe if you googled compost diving that might just show up i i'm just guessing i don't know for sure that
2: is so funny and and who knows in a 3 year old's mind the ingredients <laughs> that you were talking about in the video she may have just mistaken some of them but now isabel who's in new mexico and is 3 loves your videos so you've got uh, a new I love fan it.
1: a new a new yeah exactly a budding gardener in the making i love it
2: So composting, I definitely want to talk more about that because now, because a three-year-old's into it and learns from her mom, and I've watched a couple of videos of yours where you would go to a local coffee shop and get pounds of coffee grinds, I thought, okay, I can start as a kitchen composter and just have a big Tupperware with a lid, and I've only started coffee grounds and cracked eggshells. So I think I'm starting good, starting small you got to start somewhere Yeah, exactly So get ready for those raised beds And the vegetable gardens coming up And all of that So I know you've been busy And actually, you have a way That you have made all of your work Very productive and very fruitful And you are sharing it with all of us In Metro Atlanta And we kind of get to hone in on Some of the success you've had with plants Tell us how we can get in on that
1: Well, you know, it's just a way to feed My uh, seedling addiction My (laughs) seed-starting seedling addiction That I have One of my many gardening obsessions and that combined selfishly with wanting to get my uh, twenty now twenty year old daughter interested in gardening. You know, every parent's dream is to have their kids love gardening as much as they do right. with their gardener. That is, and mine just haven't really been bitten by the bug yet. So a couple three years ago, I decided, okay, I'm going to try it this way. Amy is her name. I said, Amy, what if we, you know, did some gardening, started some seedlings and we could make money at it? And so the magic word was money, right? Yep. Because so her, eyes, her eyes light up and I start showing her, you know, we can start these seeds and I teach her the process and they turn into seedlings and we pot them up. And next thing you know, we're at the farmer's market and people are handing us credit cards and cash. And she's like, wait a minute, really? We can make money at this? Yeah. And so she got it. And, 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 you know, along the way, I'm teaching her about cotyledons and, you know, hardening off and all the gardening things that we want people to know. And, um, and so that was year one. Year two got bigger and better. And here we are in year three with 2,000 seedlings that I started, you know, in early February. Oh, Who knew that we were going to be, you know, practicing social distancing? So the farmer markets are off. The big plant sales are off. And I've got 2,000 seedlings at home with no place to go. So what do you do with that? I don't want to put them in a compost pile. So uh, we put the word out through social media, the Nextdoor app, the Facebook app, our our Facebook page, Garden Farm Grown. And we started listing the inventory, and we said, look, we've got a system for social distancing. We'll... You put your order in in advance. Here's the listing, the color photos, and the description. You tell us what you want, how many, you know, pay Venmo or whatever. Yeah. And we'll put your plants in a bag in the garden cart. So it's cart-side pickup at the top of the driveway near the street. And they just come, and we have their order ready for them with their name on it. Beautiful tomato seedlings coming out the tops of the bags. People are so excited, and we are so excited, to get these 25 varieties of heirloom tomatoes and pepper plants organically grown into the hands of gardeners all over Atlanta and they're so happy and I'm finding homes for all these plants. And I, we're thrilled and so I've got my whole family involved now. It's been very busy the last couple weeks and we're selling out of a lot of varieties and we still have a great inventory but I imagine today's going to be a busy day Because Sunday's going to be really kind of rainy But right. I'm thrilled with it And, and um, it's, it's, been a, it's been a joy just So
2: a, you're setting the family yeah. business aside Thank you so much for an hour this <laughs> morning to join us But you're in North Fulton County So that is central yeah. to a lot of our listeners So do you want to share with the green and growing listeners How they can get on this?
1: Yeah, well the best way is just to go to the Facebook page Garden Farm Grown Garden Farm Grown and, you know, if you don't go on Facebook, I get it. A lot of people don't. You can just shoot me an email at joesbigbox at gmail.com. And um, I take that back, gardenfarmgrown at gmail.com. That way you just keep it all simple, gardenfarmgrown at okay. gmail. If you don't want to get on Facebook, and I'll send you the link, okay? and you can see, and you can order there. Everything's right there. So, yeah.
2: And I'll be sharing that on my Facebook page as well, for those of you who didn't get to write that down, gardenfarmgrown. That's Joe's yeah. Facebook page. But look up mine. um, Green and growing WSB Like the Facebook page I will pin that to the top So that over the course of the next couple of days If you don't sell out first Folks can can get in on that And buy some great plants And I know they are coming from the best home So that's going to be really, really fun Y'all are, oh my gosh, y'all have got a busy weekend
1: Oh, yeah. It just makes me so happy to be out in amongst the plants and see them do it so well. I already checked on this morning, Ashley. You know, we had really cold temperatures. Right. It's 34 here right now. And uh, I, I put uh, shade cloth over them last night. It doesn't do a lot to keep the heat out, but it does keep the frost off. But the seedlings are just happy as can be. They look so good right now. So well, we're going to remove the covers in 30 minutes. and. Get ready to
2: go That's great And let's talk about that Really briefly Before we get to calls mm-hmm. Which we are going to talk to you 404 750 But that was a concern On a lot of the garden groups That I'm in You know <laughs> Getting so cold last night And colder temperatures yeah. To come next week I looked on um, Georgiaweather.net You know Joe To maintain Soil yeah. temperatures And all that So we're right around Like 58, 57 degrees Right now And it had been In the low 60s So is that Should gardeners be fearful of that slight drop If they'd already gotten a little ahead of themselves planting things? I just don't know that one or two nights is going to be that detrimental Am I wrong?
1: No, you're not wrong It's not going to be that detrimental The plants are going to sit there They're not going to really kick into gear quite like they would have With warmer soil temperatures But, you know, for example, the air temperature today around here Is going to warm up to, what, 70 or so? Yes, uh-huh Yeah, and so, um, listen, these plants are very resilient. You know, as long as it stays above freezing and the frost doesn't get on these tender, uh, warm season plants, for example, they're surprisingly resilient. And so, um, not to worry, not to worry. A couple degrees isn't going to make a big difference.
2: Good, and if you're really into that kind of thing, folks, and you want to... You know, Stay on top of the soil temperature Because you're just really worried about your vegetable garden Or maybe you're in the higher elevations in North Georgia That is GeorgiaWeather.net Fantastic site maintained by the University of Georgia With soil temperatures and air temperatures and humidity And all of the stuff you need to know mm. Alright, well we're going to take our first call, Joe We've got Bobby okay. down in Stockbridge Bobby, I, I've been very anxious to talk to you Thank you so much for holding on
4: Good morning, Ashley Hey there Hey, I've got a red delicious apple tree I've had in my yard If I could- 10, 15 years or so And never has really given me any decent fruit It's usually small and not very tasteful uh, I've been told me to cross-pollinate with a like a crab apple But I can't find a crab apple tree Ooh. Is there anything else mm-hmm. to cross-pollinate with?
2: That's tricky Now, crab apples, that was very good information you were given Because there are a lot of apple varieties that don't produce as much pollen And crab apples produce a whole lot So when folks are growing yeah. home orchards it's almost kind of standard that you have maybe 20% of your orchard is crab apples and the rest is apples So Joe, any insight on where it'd be best to pick up a crab apple tree?
1: Well, gosh, it's surprising that um, uh, you, you're not finding them right now um, So I would just say keep looking because usually this time of year they people, nurseries and so forth, make those available But you know, definitely trust what you're saying So if that's the case one of the things you can do, Bobby, is, is go online like Stark Brothers and these these nurseries, these online nurseries. They have physical presences, but they have a big mail order service. Stark Brothers is in Missouri, uh, and they're known for their fruit tree sales. They're like the experts in the industry for that. And they can send you a bare root tree you know, within a few days, and you can plant that sucker, and you can have uh, either – A crab apple tree or ideally, you know, you might want to consider just another variety that blooms at the same time. For example, apples definitely do better when they are cross-pollinated by another tree of its kind of a different variety that blooms at the same time. So if you have an early season blooming apple tree, you want to get a different variety within about 50 feet of it that you plant that blooms at the same time, and that will provide that cross-pollination. If you have a mid-season bloomer, then look for a mid-season tree. And Stark Brothers can advise you on that as well. But the reason why you don't have as uh, much fruit on your tree as you would like is probably, is definitely because you don't have another tree cross-pollinating it. But the question was, where do you find a crab apple or another tree of that same blooming time? Uh, Then go online and like Stark Brothers and others would be good sources for that. Okay, another question. Sure. Does it matter if, okay,
4: I was able to find one, a crab apple tree, but it shows a flowering. Does that matter if it's flowering or does it have to Mm -hmm. be very also?
1: I didn't hear that last word, but you need to have it flowering because that's where the pollen is going to come from. So, yes, indeed.
4: Yeah, that's what the tag says, the flowering crab apple tree. I didn't know if that really mattered or not.
2: Yeah, that is definitely the type you want And if you were, Bobby, to look at some other Apple varieties as well Like like Joe and I had mentioned When you look on the tag, you'll see that there's A, a code, a pollination code Generally a letter And that indicates the the bloom time So you want those mm-hmm. to match up With Red Delicious, which is what you've got So in that case Look for another one, and I, I know Justin Who's um, answering the phones Got your email address for me, so I'm going to send you a whole list of all these other different varieties If that's the route you want to go And maybe pick up another apple variety Or two and just make sure that they have the same uh, Code on them as Red Delicious So Joe, thank you, yeah, that was that was good info And we can set Bobby right on his way Awesome Alright, so coming up we'll talk to Joe and Swanee Removing juniper on a hill Janice in Lawrenceville Plant shopping Different ways of doing that nowadays And Sherry in Norcross Pruning a butterfly bush We're going to take your calls Coming back Stay tuned You're listening to Green and Growing On 95.5 WSB
1: You may have to work from home But who says you can't have your friends over Listen to Eric Von Hessler Eric Erickson And Mark Aram. Live on your smart speaker Tell your device Play 95.5 WSB
2: Great music selections as always Thank you so much Jason for that A quick weather update brought to you by Finley Roofing Today it's going to be beautiful sunshine Maybe showers late tonight High of around 71 so I promise you're waking up to It's really chilly in the house but it's going to warm up To the low 70s, lows in the low 50s, tomorrow is when we have Those severe thunderstorms coming through Damaging wind into Monday morning And a tornado cannot be ruled out Says meteorologist Kirk Mellish So you're going to want to download the WSB radio app And keep your family safe
0: Green Green and growing
1: Ashley Frasca's top three things to do this weekend
2: I got my friend Joe Lample along But very quickly he and I discussed some of the basic three things you can do in the garden this weekend And I want to get you that information so you know what direction to go First, a systemic insecticide right now is going to help gardenia whiteflies, aphids, things like that Mites, iminocloprid is the active ingredient You don't need to know that You just need to know maybe bio 3 three-in-one insect Disease and mite control A product like that Systemic insecticide Drawn up into the plant sap It poisoned the bugs Now's a good time To be on the lookout For that For azaleas and gardenias You also want to move Houseplants outdoors Gradually We can't wait to do that Never place them In full sunshine Filtered shade is best Aloe is one of my first things That I was anxious To move outside On the back deck And number three Green grass In a Bermuda lawn Is probably Poa annua right now The annual bluegrass. That's what you're seeing And our friend Mike Shields Over in the traffic center Manually removed a whole lot of that in his yard Try digging it out first But better yet, just make a mental note To put out weed preventer next September So those are some things to get you started We got a few minutes 404 872 Joe in Swanee Hey, I think in about a minute and a half We can help you What's your question?
4: Hey, good morning uh, A couple I've got The first one is I've got a juniper on my hill And they're over 25 years old And they're dying So I do have in the upper part juniper lower part azaleas uh, primarily and I'd like to replant tear out the junipers question is what can I put there I was hoping to put in uh, hydrangeas and more azaleas would those work on a hill would they uh,
2: what's the grade of the hill how steep is it
4: uh, uh steep I mean it's steep look out my front door and it's probably twenty feet to the street uh. Okay. I don't know, is
2: that a 30-ish
4: yes.
1: or 25-inch
4: steep? It's
2: steep drop. Okay, so Joe Lample, what's your advice with that?
1: Do you have, um, is it full sun or is it there? Is there some shade there? No, no, shade. I've got some trees that are... Oh, good answer. Good answer. And so you wanted to do hydrangeas and azaleas?
4: Yeah, just something that'll yeah. last uh, and, you know, have some color to it rather than juniper. I guess they all
1: put in mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah, the standard ubiquitous juniper Goes in on every Whoa. hillside yeah. I know, but with shade, you've got some other options And so, the key is just to make sure That you get those plants settled so the roots have a chance To get in, but the choices that you mentioned are great You might want to also consider rhododendron uh, And get some ground cover in there too With some mulch, be sure to mulch it So you've got something holding that soil in place Until the roots expand
2: Good advice, Joe So yeah, Joe and Swanee, a ground cover is going to be good to consider as well Rhododendron, I love that you threw that out there, Joe Alright Coming up on 758 We're going to take a break News, weather and traffic And we'll be right back On Green and Growing 95.5 WSP